to start this morning with a, a little bit of self-evaluation. I want you to uh, rate yourself how you're doing spiritually. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being that you are like Jesus. You've got it together. Now, by the way, if you're a 10, you can probably take off. You won't need to hear this message. Uh, a 1 being the other end of the, the spectrum think you're in the camp, but you're not sure. Okay. On the continuum from 1 to 10, how are you doing spiritually? Where are you at? Don't get nervous. I'm not going to have to tell you later. Come. What I'm really curious about this morning is not where you ended up, what number you gave yourself. What I'm curious about this morning is what are the criteria you use to determine how you're Is it a, a, a measurement of feeling? Well, I kind of feel God in my life. I feel really close to Him. So I'm doing really well. Is it a matter of how religious you are? You know, uh, how often you go to church, how involved you are in ministry? Do you measure it uh, by how much time you spend with God? You know, how often you read your Bible? Can you measure it by your knowledge, how uh, theologically astute you are, how much you understand what your God is talking about? Maybe you measure it by what you have not done. Okay, what sins have you not committed? Oh, I haven't done that, so I must be... Maybe you have a list of do's and don'ts, and you kind of evaluate your spiritual condition by how you measure up to the list. There's a place in Jesus' ministry where a young man comes to him. And basically, he doesn't in different ways, but he asks that question. You find it in Matthew chapter 22. Um, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees and the Pharisees, uh, Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this constitutional issue concerning the need to understand there are two religious groups, uh, religious leader groups uh, during the time of Jesus. One is the Sadducees and one is the Pharisees. The Sadducees are kind of the religious liberals of the day. Um, the Pharisees, I think we have a picture that kind of talks about this. Oh, it's up there. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Pharisee Sadducee. Sadducee is a kind of liberal, Pharisee conservative. Um, one was the upper class, the middle class, one believed in the resurrection, and the other did not. They kind of vied on things. The interesting thing is they both had a common enemy. And that common enemy was Jesus. Because Jesus was the Messiah. Oh, so in this portion of Matthew, they're really going after Jesus. They're trying to trick him and test him and get him in trouble. The Pharisees just asked him about paying taxes to Jesus. It's a little tricky question.
get up, and the first thing I do is I turn on my phone, and there's an email from Tiny Beans, and I open it up, and there's my grandkids. And she doesn't have to do anything but appear, and then I'm delighted. You know? And then if we FaceTime, she's kind of into FaceTime, you know, and when she sees my face and she lights up, it's like she's recognizing I'm her grandpa. In my contemplation, being a grandpa, man, I'm delighted.
the wrong motive, unless it's it's not manifested from the heart. But if you love God, you will be obedient. It's because you can't do other things in order to be obedient. You know, if you take a read of the Greek word, it's like they make up a character. You can just be a linguist. I mean, listen, you can go.
yeah, there's a lot of people who like you. I like you. You go along with good relational network, and it's good or your neighbor. You're supposed to like them, okay? You don't just like them. Not everybody does. <laughs> there's people in the world that don't like you. And the reason you know you don't like them is because they're in your network. Because if they weren't in my network, I would have to love them. But the fact that I know I don't like them means they are, I would have to love them. Not only is it true, who is people I don't like, it includes people who are my enemies, people who have done bad things to me. And the reason I know they're my enemy is because they're in my network. And because they're in my network, because they're in my neighbor, because they're in my neighbor, I have to have to love even my enemies. So for Jesus, this, this notion of neighbor is really vital because it's not how good a neighbor is. It's that they're a friend even though I don't love them fully. He's assuming that you love yourself. It's an assumption. Because it's instinctual for us to look out for our own needs. Never have we resisted to have self-esteem. That's another question. It's just Jesus is talking about that. He's making the assumption that everybody who lives loves themselves. And he's right. You know, we're pretty good at loving ourselves, and we're pretty good at understanding what it takes to love ourselves. If I'm hungry, I eat. If I'm thirsty, I drink. If I'm lonely, I go hang out with my friends. If I'm sick, I go see a doctor. If I'm cold, I put on a coat. I'm really good at loving myself. That does me do on Superman. And what Jesus is doing is saying, let me make this very simple. You know how you rid yourself, how you treat yourself, you treat what you want.
put it on the rough part. And some say, I don't want to. And they say, I don't want to like her. Don't be surprised if you get called away. Sometimes I like that out. Other times, it doesn't matter really.
they are to be there in your sphere, in your neighborhood, for a reason. 